This is the Master Brewers Podcast, brought to you by the Master Brewers Association of the Americas, a volunteer organization dedicated to continually improving the products and processes of our membership since 1887. Master Brewers brings you interviews with the industry's best and brightest in brewing science, technology, and operations. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the packaging division of Micromatic, the leader in keg spear quality and innovation. Let our veteran technical support staff provide you with the training and information you need to safely service your kegs. For more information, visit micromatic.com. This year we had uh, an all-time high as far as acreage here in the Northwest. We were over at 55,000 acres. Uh, we were, uh, all the numbers aren't in yet, but should be closer to 100 million pounds. And both of those are all-time highs. This week on the show, we catch up with Roy Johnson from John I. Haas after a busy hop harvest in Yakima and just before he heads to Atlanta next week for the 2017 Master Brewers Conference, where Roy is set to wrap up his last days as NBAA president before passing the torch to Susan Welch. Let's find out how the 2017 hop harvest went. Leading up to harvest, I know you guys had smoke from wildfires and very high temperatures, which is not terribly unusual for Yakima that time of year. Were there any other major weather challenges this growing season, or was it a fairly normal year, whatever normal means these days? Yeah, it's a good question, John. And I think that the the weather this summer was a, a little warmer than uh, average summers are. Um, we had a, a about a week where we got to 103, 104 degrees for several days in a row. Two years ago, we had uh, like 105 for almost 10 days in a row, but uh, this year it was warmer. It was definitely, you know, no precipitation, which we normally don't get from uh, June through September. So uh, that was fine, but we had enough water uh, from the uh, the Cascades, the reservoir. So water-wise, we were okay, but it was a little warmer this year. And then when the combination of the fires, uh, which was very smoky, really into the first half of September. That's what we saw a lot of it. This harvest, which we have not seen this amount of smoke by a long shot. We've had people working here, John, for 30-some years, has never seen it this bad. So I guess that does that really uh, affect the rate at which you're able to harvest? I mean, I mean obviously, that's got to be a burden on the, the folks that are out there in the trenches, you know, getting stuff done during harvest. It is. You know, when you're out there, if you're living in the area, you get kind of uh, uh, watery eyes and you get kind of a scratch in your back of your throat. But uh, they were able to carry through. Uh, saw some people with some masks, but uh, really, uh, I, those people in the area here, I think, become desensitized to it to some degree where people that were coming in from the outside were definitely picking up on it more because they weren't used to it. But they were they, they carried on. Uh, we got through it. Uh, everything was on time. Harvest was a good harvest. So we were, we actually uh, managed okay. Great. So is harvest 100% complete now, or do you have all the bales off of the farm, or are there still some varieties coming in? There might be one or two days left. We were done at our farm on Friday, um, but there might be just a few scragglers uh, the first part of this week, and that's it. So for the most part, it's done. 
Okay. In in recent years, there's been a lot of talk about the tightening of the harvest window with that shift from, you know, that big shift from alpha to aroma varieties, as well as the increase in popularity of, of varieties that might mature right in the middle of peak harvest. Uh, how did that strain feel this year? Well, we saw uh, uh, some more operations running 24-7. Because of that tightness, they were trying to get uh, more processing abilities in that short window. So they were running through the clock. I, even one of our farms was running uh, around the clock uh, just to get into that window so that they could process those. Because right now, there's still not enough processing capacity, which creates too big of a window. And if you're trying to get into that sweet spot of those of those varieties, you try to get it when you can, as fast as you can. So we're, I did see some more operations that seemed like running around the clock. Okay. Tell us about hop selection this year. Did you guys have a lot of brewers come out, and what were they looking for this year that might have been different from last year? Yeah, we saw um, well over 100 customers for our behalf, which was another big year, all hands on deck. Uh, they were looking for quality of uh, selections that they did have a lot because this year we had uh, an all-time high as far as acreage here in the Northwest. We were over at 55,000 acres. Uh, we were, uh, all the numbers aren't in yet, but should be closer to 100 million pounds. And both of those are all-time highs. Uh, so they, they were looking for quality. They had quite the selection to look for. Um, I, I think what the uh, comments I heard time and time again is they were very pleased on a lot of the varieties a, a few that were just a little uh okay uh, not popping but they did like the uh, the quality and the consistency because some of these guys had some tough times picking on some lots uh, because they were fairly close which was a good problem to have is that they knew that uh, they were uh, consistent in what they wanted and a few times we had to add additional lots for people to see just to give them the confidence that they were picking what they really wanted and some of these guys pick differently you have one group that'll pick one type of a, a, a kind of a characteristic in a hop and another one will pick another on the same variety. It's, it's true to type, but it's true to what they're used to and what they've used in the past. Because some people like them a little younger. Some people like them a little older. Some people like it right in the sweet spot. There's really no rhyme or reason on that. It's just the styles and what they think they've been used to when they started their beers years ago. Do you see, uh, are you seeing any change in the demand for enriched hop products uh, this time, this year? We are. Uh, and I think one of the reasons for that, John, is the fact that as people start growing up and continually growing up, they want to become more efficient. So uh, what we see is those enriched products uh, to give them less vegetative uh, material in there. So they become more efficient, whether dry hopping or kettle whirlpool addition they've got less matter in there so they can generate more warp production or have less beer loss so with that being said it's a, a continual movement into those enriched products and even the enriched products john let alone the types of pellets whether it's a 45 a 30 35 uh, but they're also looking more and more at extracts than they ever have too and this is really because due to efficiencies as they realize as they get bigger uh, these little differences can make a big difference to the bottom line. Let's talk about the slowdown of craft beer's growth. It seems like the brakes got tapped a lot harder than anybody expected. How are hop merchants dealing with these surpluses? I'm guessing most brewers contracted based on substantially higher growth rates versus current realities. They did, and what that's uh, creating is a condition where supply is really starting to exceed demand, but that's 
really goes variety by variety because there are still several varieties out there that are still pretty tight uh, here in the northern hemisphere and especially in the southern hemisphere with galaxy galaxy is still such a tight variety but here in the united states there are still some uh, tight varieties uh, with the slowdown of craft brewing people have been contracting two and three years uh, ago so planning at the 20 percent growth rate so now if they're only at the five or ten percent growth rate they have a delta of uh, hops that they really don't need so we've been working along with i know other suppliers have been working too with their customers and trying to uh, get them into what we call a balanced situation so it's a lot it's a big chess game as we're maneuvering and uh, positioning uh, these hop amounts and varieties into the right balance mix for the customers so that's an ongoing thing that we've had for the last year that we haven't had before in uh, a uh, situation that we're going to be continually having uh, this this type of uh, project or challenge going forward because I, I don't see it stopping right now because of the length of some of these contracts in prior years that this will be a continual uh, conversation that we'll have with our customers on getting them into the right balance and giving them the right advice so right now the key is co communications with your customers to uh, making sure that you're on top of what they need and they're giving you what they need uh, for their brewing needs. Okay. You you commented on this a minute ago, um, and it seems like the numbers may be even a little bigger than the last uh, USDA NASS harvest projection I saw back in August. Mm -hmm. uh, that indicated over 97 million pounds coming out of over 54 thousand acres in the Pacific Northwest, um, which is even that is, uh, you know, something like a 10 million pound increase versus last year. Do you think uh, we're going to see a pullback in acreage for the next growing season? Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I think we're going to see a definite slowdown. So I think this year it was around 4,000 acres in that ballpark, uh, give or take a couple hundred acres. As far as additions, I think next year, if we see any additions at all, it'll be very minimal. And I believe and talking to other people that we'll see a, a little bit of a shift where some farmers will be planting some more high alpha. They did that this year, but I think you'll see percentage-wise of any new plantings or if we stay the same, that the high alpha will be planted more next year than aromas, uh, than aromas just for the fact that the uh, alpha globally is still in a tight market on the high alpha products. Or, uh, types of hops so uh, with the aromas getting to the point of being too plentiful we're going to see more uh, high alpha being planted i believe next year okay let's get into some specific varieties there last year six varieties accounted for more than half of all u.s production uh, those were cascade around 15 percent uh, ctz around 12 percent and then you had Centennial, Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic, uh, each in the kind of 7 to 8% range uh, of total U.S. production. How did that mix change this year? Well, Cascade was still leading. If you look at it by acres, I believe Citra is actually number two now on acres. Um, Centennial came in real good. So I, I, as far as I know, and I have not heard the final numbers, John, but should be Cascade, CTZ. Uh, Citrus, Simcoe, um, the, in that range. Uh, so uh, it, it's pretty much what it was last year, but uh, Citrus continues to grow. CTZ is holding steady, declining a little bit, and Cascade's there, but Cascade is, uh, I think, reached its uh, zenith. I, I th going into future years, I believe that uh, variety is probably going to be uh, 
taken out to some degree, it might decrease a little bit, but uh, it'll still hold number one position. Coming up, updates from the rest of the world, cop contracting advice, and more. I'm John Bryce, and you're listening to the Master Brewers Podcast from the Master Brewers Association of the Americas. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the packaging division of Micromatic. In 2015, Micromatic introduced the concept of a 10-year, 10-color coating of CO2 valves as a tool for brewers to proactively separate kegs which are due for spear service or replacement. Industry veterans John Graber and Steve Brott are available for workshops and presentations to ensure safe and effective maintenance of your Micromatic spears. For more information, visit Micromatic.com. Here's what's coming up on the Master Brewers calendar. Don't miss the 2017 Master Brewers Conference, October 12th through the 14th in Atlanta. Come early for the HACCP course if you need to build a food safety program at your brewery. District Michigan and St. Louis both meet on October 19th. The District Northwest Fall Meeting is October 20th and 21st in Eugene. District Mid-South Fall Meeting is October 21st at Mill Creek Brewing. The 2017 Master Brewers Brewing and Malting Science course begins October 29th in Madison. Several districts meet on the weekend of November 3rd and 4th. District Mid-Atlantic is at Green Flash and Virginia Beach. District New England meets at Allagash. And District Midwest meets at BrewDog and Winchester, Ohio. District New York meets on November 11th at Triumph in Princeton, New Jersey. District Milwaukee gathers in Brookfield November 15th. District St. Louis is at Kirkwood Station on the 16th, and District Southeast is at Isla Mirada Brewery in Fort Pierce, where they're holding a special one-day engineering course November 17th, followed by their fall meeting on the 18th. Check the full calendar of events at mbaa.com for more details or to find a district meeting near you. Now back to the show. Any varieties you'd like to talk about that had, you know, were there any that had unexpected outcomes, uh, either from a, um, you know, quality or from a uh, yield standpoint? I think the Centennials came in real high. That's such a temperamental hop historically that the Centennial uh, variety this year came in real good. I've heard a lot of comments about um, yields being really, really good on that variety as compared to years before. I heard the citrus uh, came in good quality-wise. I think they were average yield. Um, mosaic came in good. Mosaic's a good, it's got a real dense, big cone on the mosaic. So the mosaics uh, came in good. And I'm only speaking in reference to what we have on our farm within John I. Haas, because there's other ones that we don't sell. Um, I think Cascades came in good. Uh, overall, it was a good harvest. Uh, sound like uh, yields uh, on all the hops came in as they should so this hot summer didn't uh, affect it, it to a, a large degree so I, I think overall people are happy with the way the yields came in very good so what would you say kind of the biggest challenges in yakima right now is labor still one of the primary concerns or is it more infrastructure problems i think infrastructure it seemed like uh, uh labor wise we we're okay and our group actually did some social media believe it or not on uh, trying to get uh, additional labor 
So I did not hear labor being an issue like where it was in the past because we compete against other uh, uh, crops also. Usually in the middle of the uh, September, we really go against apples that we get some people leaving to get to apples. But I had not heard that being an issue this year. So infrastructure, when we're talking about those windows and harvesting, that's always a, um, a situation that you want to uh, try to uh, get on top of but the problem is it's such a big investment and if you want to get an extra pickering line if you want to get an extra kiln or conditioning room you know these are millions of dollars and the industry has been investing quite a bit over these last five to six years uh this year there's still a continual push that way but with the slowdown of craft brewing people i think are really looking at this more conservatively than other where they're kind of backing off on the heated additions uh for that type of equipment and i think that's one of the reasons too why you're seeing people harvest through the weekends through the through the 24-hour periods each day okay um did you want to talk at all about uh europe or or even the southern hemisphere i know you mentioned that a little bit earlier mm-hmm. yeah um well this past year the harvest in uh southern hemisphere that uh, the one that i'm familiar with is australia we don't really deal with the new zealand but the Australian harvest uh, went well. Uh, Galaxy is such a big um, uh, mix, part of the mix down there with their varieties, and the Galaxy continues to do well. And with the farms there in uh, uh, in Ross Trevor and Bushy Park, they're continually looking at expanding uh, that to try to bring extra uh, poundage into the world, especially in the United States. So that's a continual challenge as people desire that hop quite a bit. So they're still on top of that and looking at those types of opportunities. But you have the other varieties like Vic Secret, Ella, Enigma is another one that's coming out that they like quite a bit uh, that has a uh, great Nelson Savant-like characteristic in that one. And there's other experimentals uh, down there that I know that the group from HPA is uh, working on. Uh, the one that was just taken out this past year was Summer. Summer was the last year of 2017, so that's one that's will not be offered for the 2018 plus. But overall, uh, they're continually working on uh, looking at additional acreage for Galaxy and the other ones that are still doing very well throughout the world. Very good. And I guess how about um, how about Germany or any of Europe? I know that there were some some concerns with um, uh, with with weather and I guess a lack of moisture in in some of Europe, right? There was John, and I know that they were very very concerned in July, where they weren't getting any rain at all. It was so it was very hot there, and they've had this problem like three out of the last or two out of the last five years. I believe that they've had these minimally uh, so so type of uh, harvest. Uh, so this year they did get some rain, I think, in the beginning of August, which helped. I, I think that the uh, overall harvest uh, for the German cross, I think, was average, I believe. I, I haven't heard the numbers yet. Um, so they should be just about finished over there now, I would believe, at this point. But I think it's a, an average crop. And some of the big varieties that they have over there from a world alpha perspective is Hercules and Magnum is a, a big one over there that they've been pushing. So... We'll know in a few weeks, but I think it was average, which I think is a little bit of a relief. I think they would like a little bit higher yields, but I think the weather, as uh, you were just indicating, had a big uh, part to do with that. But they did get a little bit of relief because Germany is is really under Mother Nature's whim there with normal uh, irrigation. I think it's 15 to 20 percent of the crops are irrigated over there. 
Do you have any advice for brewers, especially folks that are maybe new to the industry? Should they be waiting for hop merchants to fully wrap up and assess the 2017 harvest? Or should they be communicating their needs and working on contracts right now? I would say right now, John, because they're gonna, the farmers are really going to need to know that first quarter in the following year. So the first quarter of 18 is when they're going to be starting to work on these uh, types of uh, adjustments. So they're going to be pulling out uh, rootstock. They're going to be adding rootstock. So getting in with your merchants and your suppliers now to give them a feel for what you're needing so they can get back to the farmers on what they need to plant for the 18 crop and even going forward. So my advice to the uh, our customers and the brewers going forward is to be conservative. Uh, the market they'll understand, will understand here as these numbers come in where we're going uh, from an overall supply standpoint. But to work with your supplier, always continually communicate, uh, keeping things in balance. The, the challenge, I think, for brewers today is the ever-changing portfolio of beers that you have to make or need to to stay competitive and grow the business i i think this is these are more challenging times than ever so i've been to some breweries in the new england area here in the last few months and they were indicating if they have a beer that's over a few months old that they just get rid of it and they want to continue having something new so when you have something new that's that's a continual challenge on what type of hop do you have there so you really need to really have the the 18 as an example the 18 brewing year you really should have all of your hops uh, under, under contract for those needs with a little wiggle room for something that comes on with a new style that takes off. If possible, it depends on the varieties because some varieties are still hot. But going forward into the 19 through 23 crop years, I would do percentages again, like I've recommended several years back and getting in the, the 19 brewing year and maybe get to 50 to percent of what you need, 75%, and then keep on ratcheting it down and then just keep on filling it up as you get closer to those production years. And just, again, talking to your uh, supplier because things change, uh, tightnesses on varieties, because we're going against a global market now. We sell quite a bit of hops overseas, and so this creates extra stress, extra demand on certain varieties as uh, certain styles continually to grow or, or not grow uh, globally because we're seeing still a lot of activity in Europe. We're starting to see pickup. In, uh, in South America, Canada is doing well. Asia is, uh, we're seeing a little bit of uh, increase of, of uh, interest and excitement over in Japan. So uh, this is a, again, a global market. So it's it just uh, talking and uh, working with your supplier on as, as much of a regular basis as you can. So communication is gonna be the key. That was Roy Johnson from John I. Haas here on the Master Brewers Podcast. Hey, and special thanks to Roy for all the hard work and many hours he logged this year as president of Master Brewers. Next time you see that guy, buy him a beer. One hundred and thirty years ago, Master Brewers was built on the concept of brewers helping each other out so we could all make the best possible beer. That's still true to this day, and it's where a lot of the camaraderie in this industry originated. Master Brewers' award-winning Ask the Brewmasters is the best place to go for troubleshooting, where you'll find the industry's only discussion forum that's moderated for technical accuracy by a team of experts. See what everyone else is talking about at community.mbaa.com. United, we brew. So
2017 Master Brewers Conference is October 12th through the 14th in Atlanta, Georgia. Conference details can be found along with all the other great resources at mbaa.com. Did you enjoy today's episode? Would you like us to keep making more? If so, there's a really simple way you can let us know. Subscribe, rate, and review the Master Brewers Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, can't get stuck, I can't be losing too much. And then I'm heading out to any other place. Come down, I'm running.